0: Hello, hi, I'm back again with episode number two of Stories in the Dark podcast. My name is Blessing and I will be your host for the duration of this podcast. Firstly, I just want to say a huge, huge thank you for the response that I've received for um, regarding the first episode. I, I don't even know how to describe it. You know when someone tells you they love you for the first time, and you just think, "Wow, a whole me, a little me, oh my gosh!" <laughs> and you just think, "Wow, it's all worth it. This has been nothing short of beautiful, and it's only been so- one episode. So that's that's all I can equate it to right now. I just feel like everybody has just said something." that has just put the biggest smile on my face and it's just made me feel like this is this is worth it and I'm really excited for this journey so thank you a million times. So today's episode is by a beautiful storyteller called Kylie and she speaks about her first love um, with a double meaning so I really want you guys to listen and enjoy because I, I found this story so relatable but I'm gonna leave you guys to take what you want from the story and if you're able to relate again if you have any feedback or you want to share your own story please feel free to contact me but all the details will be in the description so yeah i catch
1: you on the flip side Growing up, I had a strained relationship with my family, particularly with my mother. We were just too different. She was reserved and pragmatic, while I was always this chaotic ball of emotion that could never seem to see any sense. Now I can look back at it, back at it and see it as a strange relationship with myself, with me constantly seeking validation and my mum being too tired and busy to hide her frustrations. Most memories of childhood interactions I had with her involve me crying over something stupid and her frustrated reaction to me. I felt more of a connection to my father in that he seemed to understand me better, but he's always been a solitary man and he mostly just wanted to be left alone. So really, with both my siblings being substantially older than me, I was quite lonely. My mother and I would fight a lot about decisions I would make and people I chose to be friends with, until eventually she gave up and stopped getting involved. My judgement of people was never the best. In all honesty, I just went wherever the attention was. I'd flit from one obsessive crush to another without pausing for breath in between. This brings me to around the time I began my first real relationship We'll call him Mark. He was a friend of my brother's, which was obviously a problem in itself. He was charming in a cocky, laddish sort of way, and he had the classic good looks to go with it. Blue eyes, strong jawline, nice smile. (laughs) I was 17, and I was particularly self-centred at the time, so I pursued my interest without any real thought for my brother. And Mark, likewise, reciprocated. I couldn't believe it. I'd never got much attention from boys while I was at school. And here was this good-looking, older guy, 22 years old, showing interest in me. My brother lost it when he found out. But to my immense surprise, my parents actually took charge and told him to get over it. He did eventually, and their friendship stayed the same. Mum and Dad approved, and I was elated that everything had seemed to work out in my favour. But of course, I wouldn't be telling this story if that was the case. With things still strained at home, I spent a lot of time either at Mark's or we'd be alone together in my room. He'd say he didn't like spending time downstairs with my parents because the atmosphere was strained. He wasn't wrong, so I didn't see any red flag there at the time. I became dependent on his company without really realising it. He was so wonderful then. He was gentle, funny, very complimentary and obsessed to a point where he couldn't seem to keep his hands off me. The thing was, I was a virgin and I was terrified at the whole idea of sex at the time. But he was older and I didn't want to lose him. Well, in my mind, it was time to suck it up and get on with it. I lost my virginity to him. It was in my room, with the fairy lights on, and I stared at the ceiling, crying and willing for the whole thing to be over. He was so apologetic and tender, I thought that must be how it should be, and... I wanted to be strong, sexy and mature for him. I never wanted to leave him wanting. I just gripped my teeth until I learned how to stop it hurting. And then it was picture perfect. We were together. He loved me. I'd finally found the kind of love you see in the films and I'd never want for anything again. We became codependent after that he quickly began to question me if I wanted a day at home by myself, or if I wanted to meet up with any of the few friends I had left. At the time, my closest friend was a boy, we'll call him Sam, and every time Mark noticed me messaging him, he would lose it. Apparently, Sam had previously been involved with one of Mark's friend's girlfriends, which I never believed to be true, and Sam denied it, but... Mark would grow more suspicious when I tried to defend him. Eventually, I just dropped contact. The fights would always go around in circles and it was exhausting. I couldn't deal with it anymore. I just stopped fighting back. The rift between my parents and I grew as they never got to spend time with me alone. From there, he began to question what I wore and how I did my makeup. Don't spend too long on hair and makeup. No t shirts that sit too far below the collarbone. No skirts or shorts. By the time I went back to college, I could barely recognise myself. Things escalated when I was back at college. I always felt that I had to watch what I said to people, and I was hyper aware of how I acted around the boys. It was as though I could feel his eyes on me at all times. I was convinced he would somehow find out if I ever stepped out of line. I could barely bring myself to speak to anyone. Going along to any parties was out of the question, and that was all any of my peers wanted to do at the time. I was utterly alone. Alongside that, Mark was uncomfortable with the course itself, at uh, performing arts. He was constantly under suspicion that I was kissing and holding hands with every boy in the class because, apparently, that's what actors do. And that during dance, I'd be shaking my ass and getting changed in front of them. I remember I devised a play which involved flashbacks of various points of a character's life. I was incredibly proud of it. We'd included a wedding scene, and the others in my group were calling for a small kiss. But, of course, I refused. I was terrified Mark would find out. I began to get a reputation as a bit of a priss. It was embarrassing, and I felt unprofessional for it. But I was terrified of what I had to go home to. I had to text him constantly. I avoided my classmates as much as I could. He always wanted to know who I was with and what we were talking about and he would always cross-examine me until any lies I might have told would fall apart. Eventually, no one wanted to be around me either. I was scared every day, and I'd never been more alone. One night, not long after college was over, I was alone in my room listening to music when something inside me cracked. It was a song called We Were Happy, which is so cheesy, <laughs> now I'll look back on it, but it managed to hammer in the point that this relationship was not what it was supposed to be. I couldn't do it anymore. I was lonely and exhausted. I hadn't been listened to and understood in such a long time that I truly believed I never could be. I knew I wanted to end things with Mark, but I wasn't sure I could. I needed someone in my corner. I went downstairs and I saw that my mum was still up. I was so scared that she wouldn't understand, that she'd think I was being overdramatic again or say I told you so, but there was nowhere else to go. So we sat at the table and I told her everything that had been happening. We actually had a long, emotional talk about the relationship, about us, and about how to fix things. She cried when I did. She understood. I wasn't crazy. She told me she was proud of me. I never expected it, and those words provided all the strength I needed to finally end things with Mark, before it was too late. Uh, Since then, my parents and I have been closer than ever. I can talk to my mum about anything, and even dad gets involved now. It apparently broke his heart to hear all, all of that had been happening and he wasn't there for me. He just didn't notice, but now he never looks away. There have been many situations where I've been lost and felt that there was no hope for me, and I still have a hard time being alone but they've both been there to support me through every decision. I always have a warm home to go back to, and as much of a cliche as it is, I can honestly say my mum is my best friend. I roll my eyes now at those movie romances because 99% of the time they are not what love is supposed to be. We all want to be the object of someone's obsession, to feel needed, but that kind of relationship just isn't sustainable. If we're choosing to coexist with someone, we should be choosing someone that centres us and balances us, and we should be doing the same for them. A real, healthy love is one found in the small moments that make up our days a funny video in your DMs from a friend that's thinking of you, a hot drink when you get home from a long day. Someone who listens, even when you're not sure how to explain what's wrong. I've realised that love is supposed to make you feel comfortable and safe. The kind of love found through family. I'm incredibly blessed to have that kind of unconditional love at my fingertips. And I know, if I keep that knowledge close to my heart, I never need to feel alone. Kylie, Kylie, Kylie. How many times
0: did I call you? <sighs> no. All jokes aside, I I felt that so much. I got emotional. I giggled. I got goosebumps. It that was a that was beautifully told, and it was relatable for me. I feel like we have this version of love that we, we dream about to the point where, you know, we are willing to make ourselves so small to fit into this box that has been created, that has been defined by our ideal version. When in reality, love is so much closer than we think. Love is bigger than we think. Love is free. And it's it's in us, you know, it's given to us by us. And in this situation, Kylie happened to have it at home the whole time. And it, it was just, yeah, that story was wow. So I just want to thank you for taking the time to listen. And again, if you have a story you would like to share, please contact us at wetalkstories at gmail.com. I'm looking forward to receiving your stories, your, you know, your your feedback. And this has been, this has been a fantastic episode for so many reasons. It was, it was, it was great to hear somebody else's story you know, it is carrying on stories in a dark podcast. And, you know, we're just here again, aren't we? So, yeah. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you, Carly, for sharing this beautiful story and you're a real one if you're listening. And I will catch you on the next episode. Bye.